welcome to the Purpose and Profit Club podcast for nonprofit leaders, mission-driven creatives, and social entrepreneurs. Get ready to stop dreaming and start doing. Here, ideas become action. We prioritize purpose and profit. You ready? Let's go. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a giveaway I'm doing because it's a lot more fun to kick off this podcast with a big giveaway party, and that's what we're doing. So if you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, take a screenshot of it and send it to me via direct message on Instagram at Splendid Consulting. That's all you have to do to be entered in the giveaway, okay? We're giving away some pretty epic things. We're giving away thousands of dollars worth of prizes, including two of my signature programs, Amplify Social Impact, my Canva course bundle, and you'll also get my latest program, Easy Emails for Impact, okay? We're giving away all of those, and we're going to have more than one winner. Just remember, all you need to do to enter is rate, review, subscribe, and send me a screenshot, and that is your entry. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hello, changemakers. Today, we're going to talk about chasing the how. So chasing the how is really sneaky and kind of insidious and or totally insidious and a real problem inside of the internal operations of your business or organization, particularly if you are a founder, this episode is for you. Okay. So what do I mean by chasing the how? I want you to think about something that is on your list, your big goal, to-do list, however you map out what it is you want to achieve. Let's say for the next quarter, it's like, you know, in the next two, three months, I want to have created or launched or done or completed this thing. And it has to be something you haven't done before. Okay. So it has to be something that's pushing you that you really kind of want to do intuitively. You have that nudge. You're excited about it. Maybe you're also a little scared about it, right? There's some rejection that you're stacking and pushing up against. I want you to think about that thing. And I'm going to give you an example. Okay. So many, many years ago, let's see, back in 2007, however many years ago that was, I got my real estate license and I went to a local real estate school. I went to all the classes. I don't know how often we met, but it was the thing. You go to all the classes, you get the big book, and then you take the test, okay? You take the test and the test is not easy. Many people have to study and retake the test again, I did Christina style testing prep, which means that I just crammed every ounce of information I could like the night before and passed the test. Did not pass with flying colors, but passed the test nonetheless. So I was excited. Snuck, you know, got my license and I was officially licensed in the state. And once you're licensed in the state, and you pay your fees, you go to a a real estate brokerage, and you what's called hang your license with them. Okay, so it's like, basically, somebody has to hold your license in a virtual type of way. And essentially, they're your boss, you pay them a fee, and they're also your boss. So if you have a question, they can help guide you and answer questions. Okay, so what was really interesting is my mom has had her real estate license and has been a broker, which is like that next level for since I was very, very small, many, many years. And what she said to me, I will never forget because I was 20 something. And I was like, why can't I just come work for you? And she said, because you need to learn how to sell real estate, you need to learn. And 
I don't have the framework to teach you. And I was so annoyed. It's like, I just want to come work, work, work with you. Let me just do that. She's like, no, you need to learn how to buy and sell. That's not what I'm set up to do. Go here. So she recommended a real estate firm and I went there. And what happened was really, really interesting. They actually had a really amazing track to take newly licensed agents and teach them how to buy and sell real estate. And you might be at this point where you're like, what does this have to do with me? Or wait a second, Christina, you said you got, you already passed a test. Why did you have to learn how to do this? And that was the really interesting thing about this process. And this is going to come up in your business, in your organization as you grow. So I learned when I was studying to pass that test, I learned license law. So I learned like, easements and encroachments and all these crazy license real estate laws. I did not learn how to buy and sell. I learned some contract law, which has served me and been really helpful to learn. But I didn't learn anything about how to grow, how to start a business. So it was like they spit you out and they say, here's your real estate license. But really, you're kind of starting at square one because there's no sales, there's no business building, there's no really training there. Okay. So that's why I went to this brokerage and I actually went on their new agent track and that was the yin to the yang. So that was where they taught me, this is how you work your network. This is how you go from having sold zero houses to having your first sale. Here's a mentorship program, yada, yada. It was a great program. And yet, let's say my class of new agents had 20 agents in it and they also had books and worksheets. They had a mentorship program where somebody who was more established, you could go and to their open houses and you could shadow them. I mean, they really had a robust, strong way to train new agents. And yet out of 20 people who went through the exact same program I did, inevitably we would see a ton of churn. So like in my class, only a small percentage of us went on to actually have a real estate business to create and grow a network of clients, right? And that's what I want to dive into today about chasing the how. Because the next layer of that would be, well, this isn't working. I must need another class. Okay, I got my license. And then I've got this initial onboarding piece. And a lot of times we don't take what we know, and then apply it, and then make changes along the way. Instead, we tell ourselves two different things. We go through that real estate training, we have the guidebooks, we have the mentors. And we say, you know, I'm just not sure who I don't really have anyone in my network. I'm not sure what I can do next. Let me read another book. I'm not sure where to start. I don't know. And really, we're just chasing the how because in that sense, you're going, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what the next next step is. So at that point, those graduates of this program, there were three options or three paths that they ended up going on. Number one, they quit. Tons and tons of agents quit. Totally, totally normal and happens all the time. Number two, they continue chasing the how which means they sign up for more classes. They really actually, it wasn't really sign up for more classes. They just keep, have you ever like idled in a car in neutral? It's like you're softly coasting down a road, maybe slightly down a decline, right? I can picture them now in this kind of sterile office with cubicles. They would just hang out like lurkers, 
hanging out at the water cooler, hanging out at the meetings, just hanging out and then, you know, going to lunch and then basically hanging out some more and then calling that a work day. Okay. So number one, quit. Number two, just completely hanging out neutral, looking for the how. And number three, this was the hardest one, making the leap, just jumping. I remember the very first house I sold, the very first closing I had, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And the reason why I was nervous is because I'd never done it before. I'd never, I hadn't even owned a home myself at that point. The entire thing was a fish out of water, which we've all had those experiences. The first time you do anything is the actual first time you do anything. So I remember, you know, sitting with my clients at the closing table being like, this is my first closing table that I've sat at with attorneys. And in that moment, or before that moment, I could have just waited and said, this is really, I don't know what to expect. I could have hopped over maybe and said to my mom, who was a broker at the time, let me just come sell houses with you. I don't want to do it alone, right? All of those pieces. But instead, what I did is I went through this program and I said, I'm going to follow, I'm going to take what they've taught me, and I'm going to choose the next best step. I'm not going to ask another book, another agent, another mentor, another coworker, another spouse, anyone, their opinion. I'm going to say, who do I think I should call? Who do I think I should email? What do I think I should do on this Tuesday, right? And I actually followed that plan and it was super uncomfortable and it's how I built my business. It is how I built a successful real estate business as a 20, I don't know how old I was, 24, 25, we have to do math, I'm not sure, year old from scratch. And it was deeply uncomfortable, but what I did really well in that moment was stop chasing the how. The how came after that first closing, then I knew how to do a closing. I knew how I guessed things. I said, well, I want to give my clients a gift. So I guessed what I would want to give them. And then after that, I decided, you know, instead of this, let me give them that. I just released the fact that I needed a handbook for it, that I needed somebody to say, this is exactly what happens. Because inevitably, there's always curveballs. I remember sitting at closing tables for hours. The rule book never said that the closing should take hours, right? It should take 30 minutes. Okay, so when we go into something and we are just chasing the how, all we're doing is a couple of different things. We're keeping ourselves really, really safe. We're keeping ourselves from feeling uncomfortable. It feels really secure to stay in research mode. It feels really, really just within the conditioning that we were taught. Okay, so if you think about schooling from elementary school all the way up, We were given the how. We're literally given and then tested on the how, which even in that real estate course, the first one to get my license, here is the how, Christina. Now we're going to test you on your knowledge of the how, right? A to B to C. And then in the real world, when you're building a business, when you are building a nonprofit, when you are leading or founding an organization, there isn't one strategy. There isn't one book. And I've seen that true in masterminds I've joined, in courses I've joined, in my own courses and programs, that it takes two things to be successful in it, okay? If you come to me 
and you say, I really want to increase my organization's visibility. I really want to increase our bottom line, our revenue, and our impact. I'm like, yes, I can help you do that. That's exactly what I do, okay? And I can give you the how. I can give you my proven method, my strategy to do that. And yet, that is not all you need. You need something else. You need to think in a way that aligns with that strategy. You need to sync up your thinking and the how that I give you. Otherwise, it won't work. Because if you're thinking that it's going to be hard, if you're thinking that it's not going to work, if you're thinking other people do it better than you, if you're thinking it's not going fast enough, it's not working, then all of those will be true. I joined a program a couple years ago, and it was a pretty big investment. And inside the program, it was fascinating. There was such varying levels of success. So there were people who joined the program who never made their money back on that initial investment. And there were people who joined the program and made their money back 10x and quickly. Okay, how can that be? How can two different people go through the same portal, watch these same videos, get these same templates and have a different experience? Because they got the how. That was the how. And that's really where I've shifted my own business to give you the tools so that you do have my how, my version, what I see working for your organization to grow. And so that we can shift and intentionally create on purpose how you want to think, how to think like a successful entrepreneur, how to think like a wildly successful founder so that those two sync up. Because if they don't, I remember watching this in the Facebook group. Somebody would follow the method to the T, and I'm using air quotes, right? They would follow the method. I watch the videos. I use the templates. These are the emails I sent. The entire time, they were trusting their own success, the value of whatever it is they were selling, pitching, whatever that was, and putting it, the onus, on the coach and saying, I followed your way. So it should be cut and paste and where is everybody and it's not working. That's the piece that was totally missing is they thought that just a five-step framework and some templates would get them exactly what they needed, which if you step back and you're like, that is not true because we would all follow the same five-step templates and we'd all be billionaires, right? That doesn't make sense. The truth was what was happening is people were trying to sell programs to sell, to create campaigns, to do whatever it was. And they were doing it from a place of feeling complete, like disbelief, inadequacy, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, and just in a general feeling of, you know, I'm burnt out. I'm overwhelmed. I don't think this is going to work. I don't really know how. I don't really know what I'm doing. So like all that insecurity, all that insecurity shows up everywhere. So if you ever had a prospective client meeting or prospective funder meeting, and you go into it thinking those same just crappy thoughts that I just said, which is, oh, I don't know if they can afford it. They probably don't even want to be here. They're just doing me a favor. They're probably not reading any of this. They don't really want it. Like whatever your chatter is, that is all over your face. That is all over your nonverbal and verbal cues. And believe me, if you're not even doing this in person, it is coming through everywhere. It's all over your emails. It's all over your sales page. It is all over all of it. And that's why I added the coaching piece inside 
my business with my clients. Because if I give you the framework and you're spinning out on self-doubt in between your launch period, in between your campaign, then you've lost time, you've lost money, and you've definitely lost visibility. You've lost people, you've lost customers, you've lost donors, okay? So you have to get the strategy piece and the thinking piece to line up. Now we've been all over the place in this episode. Let's wrap it back up. Let's think of an example. And let's use this podcast as an example. So let's say, like me, we're going to use the podcast as an example that you say, you know what, I want to launch a podcast. I want to launch a podcast in three months. The first thing that will come up in your brain, if it's anything like mine, is I don't know how to launch a podcast. How do I launch a podcast? What are the exact steps to launch a podcast? Who do I need to hire to help me do it? Who can I outsource it to? Oh, what about the graphics? Wait, what should I record it on? How do I get the right microphone? Like how, 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 how? You with me? And if podcast isn't it, you can just sub in whatever the thing is. And I really had to work on intentional thoughts with this entire podcast launch process. What I said to myself, and I'll do an episode on this, is minimum viable. What is the minimum viable for me to do this? Not what is the five-year version of the podcast look like? Not what is the five-year version of XYZ uh, service or program look like? What is the current zero to launch look like, okay? And the how, I never really found it. I just said, what do I need to do today to get me there? So I made decisions quickly. I was disciplined about doing research. So that means if I wanted to to take a moment to research where to upload my podcast onto the different platforms, I decided I would Google it for a second. I ask some colleagues and then we go, we make a decision and then I move on. I decided my my microphone was just fine. Okay. Could I buy a better one? Yes. Do I need to? No. I don't need to chase the how. What I already know is actually I do know how to write. I do know how to record a podcast. I do know what I need. And any small element that I'm not sure about, I'm going to have a very thin filter to make a decision from. So for example, to have somebody help me with any of the back end. Where do I want to find that person and how long do I want to take to hire them? Go quickly because no doubt if I ask 10 different people, I will get 10 different answers. That's not helpful, right? Remember how I said there's not one way? There's not five simple steps because if there was five simple steps, that's what the entire world would do. Okay, so I think the pieces, the most important pieces and the most freeing pieces, realizing that if there is no one way, then you actually don't even have to chase the how. All you have to do is take action. And the piece that is so important is taking action from the place of being like, it's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be amazing. Taking it from that pace, not taking action from the place of no one wants this and it's not working, right? So imagine me, I probably would have had a lot more fun on my very first closing Many, many years ago, if I said to myself, it's going to be great. And if I don't know one piece of something that happens, the attorney is there. It's there. I'm in, I'm in their world. They're going to hand out everything I need and I'm in their world and it's going to be fine. Or with this podcast, it's been very, very easy 
for me to go through this process because I do know this now. And so I'm like, it's going to be fine. The podcast is going to launch and anything I want to tweak along the way, once it's rocking and rolling, I will tweak. But right now I know everything I need to know and I do not need to worry about any other steps on the how. So the next time you bump up against that big goal, remember I said, what's like the next goal you have or campaign or something like that for the next couple of months? Think about that thing. And then your mind will want to write the exact all steps you need to take to do it. Okay? No. Many times I'm in meetings and I have a really great idea for one of my clients. Oh, we should do this. And it's something I we've never done before. I've never done it for any of my clients. This would be a great way for you to raise your visibility. This actually happened recently. I'm in a meeting with a couple board members and I'm like, oh, we should do this. And they're like, yes, I love that idea. And immediately I'm like, I've actually never done that before. Okay, what do I think that we should do to execute this? And I come up with it. That's it. It's really, really simple. One step in front of the other. Instead of being completely stuck and paralyzed and indecision and being like, I don't know. If you've ever sat in a board meeting and you watch things get tabled until the next board meeting and then get tabled again and tabled again, we're chasing the how. Okay, we're not making decisions. We're making it way too complicated. You're chasing the how. So go out there, take an action. Take an action from the place of figuring out, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. As Marie Forleo says, it's figure outable, and I'm just going to take one action to get me towards that place. And I'm going to take it from confidence. I'm going to take it from courage. I'm going to take it from figuring, from telling myself, yes, this is working. This is a great idea. I'm going to take it from that place and not from the place of, I need somebody else to do it for me. I need somebody else to tell me what to do. Okay. That's what I have for today's episode. I would love to hear from you. Come find me on Instagram at Splendid Consulting. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what, how you've been chasing. I can help you. (laughs) And I will see you in the next episode. If you ask me, everyone should have a coach, especially you. I want to invite you to schedule a free discovery call with me. Go to splendidatl.com forward slash contact. You'll see my calendar there book a call with me. You'll learn about my smart growth method where we can grow your business or organization sustainably with ease and massive impact. Think you've reached out to everyone in your network. Are you out of ideas to get noticed and get funded? I hear you. That's why I'm giving you a chance to steal my prospect list. Yes, you can generate leads for your nonprofit or impact driven business. Grab my mini training and list delivered to your inbox instantly. Go to splendidcourses.com forward slash prospect.